It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you are tuned in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we've got a good one dialed up for you. Uh, tonight we're going to talk uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, signing with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, big deal there. Also going to talk uh, Saquon Barkley not signing his franchise tag, not get offered a deal by the uh, the, Gi- the Giants. Also, Josh Jacobs, same situation there in uh, Las Vegas. Also, wanna, we're going to uh, pre pre preview and predict East Scott's NFC, uh, NFC South uh, division. I say uh, East Scott's in, um, NFC division, uh, South division, because he is a diehard Saints fan, as you long-time listeners know. For you new-time listeners, um, yeah, he's a diehard uh, fan. Plus, you know, we'll get into our, uh, you know, we'll get into our one-ticket segment, our Who Am I segment, and uh, of course our um, East uh, K Walk and East Scott Care segment, and of course Eric's entertainment segment at the end of the show. Very popular segment there. With that being said. Let's uh, bring in Mr. E. Scott. Mr. E. Scott, how you doing this evening, my brother? Hey, you knew about me, the fake ID. Cases in Virginia, body in D.C. <laughs> my man, my man. We never know how he's going to slide in, but we do know he's going to slide in. Good stuff there, brother. Good stuff. All right, E. Uh, listen, man. Let's let's dive right into it, man. I mean, we got a you know a good one dialed up, uh, you know, for the uh, for the listeners, uh, for sure. And uh, let's jump right into this, Mr. DeAndre Hopkins, um, and him signing with the uh, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, it's a two year deal, uh, twenty six million, uh, and it could be worth up to fifteen million in the first year. Obviously, is there's some incentives thrown in there, for sure. E. Uh, two questions for you to start off real quick is one. Um, is it a good fit for both uh, uh, DeAndre and or D Hop, as, as we call them, and the Titans? And two, should he uh, have gone somewhere else? Uh, what, what say you about this signing? Well, I think it's definitely a good fit for him because he's getting the check. Because we <laughs> talked about this earlier. Why was he out there so long? I mean, it's right. not like. He was a free agent and just walked away from a team. Now, he got cut. He got released. Mm -hmm. And when you think of a player of D-Hop's caliber, first of all, why do you release him? And secondly, once he clears waivers, why was he out there this long? I still contend, without any reporting or any inside information, I still contend that there's a medical issue there that that they just haven't exposed because – like, we know he's not a bad locker room guy. He's mm-hmm. been, he doesn't have any off-the-field trouble that we know about. So right. we can rule those two things out right away. So what leads me what, – what's left for, to me is something medical because, mm-hmm. again, Arizona let him walk. 
it's not like they 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 you know right. they put him on the trade they put him on the trade block or or anything like that. He was a free agent. None of that. No, no. They straight up just released him, and he stayed idle for a few months. So again, yeah. there has to be something that the public doesn't know. So to answer your first question, is it a good fit? Yeah, because he's about to get a check. So it's definitely a good fit for him. Now, Tennessee, who they sending out there at quarterback? I mean, because they got a round robin over there the last few years. Who, who they trotting out there this year? Yeah, it looks like it's going to be Tannehill, man. It looks like that's their that's their guy over there. Okay, then, mean, then, then it's definitely yeah. a good fit for them. Mm-hmm. Tannehill needs a Tannehill not only needs a number one receiver, he needs three number ones because he's awful. And, uh, <laughs> who's their running Who's their running back? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry. He 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 on the other side of the hill. I mean, he's a good mm-hmm. he's a good running back. Don't get me wrong, but. Father Time they pretty much caught up with him. So Tannehill needs all the help he can get because Tannehill in Miami was terrible. The first mm-hmm. couple of years of Tannehill in, T- in uh, Tennessee was decent. But then last year he, he backslid. Because, you know, a person, you are who you are. You can only fake it for so long. So, right. yeah, it seems like he's back to the old Tannehill. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good fit on both sides. It's a good fit for Diop when he gets the check, and it's a good fit for Tannehill, well, Tennessee, because Tannehill needs all the help he can get. And now as yeah. for going somewhere else, I don't mm-hmm. know if there were a lot of other teams checking for Diop. I mean, I know he visited several other teams, but if they were checking for him, they would have got him by now. I mean, either either maybe he, he, they didn't meet his expectations or he didn't meet theirs. Either way, nobody else signed them when they could have. Because, like I said, once he cleared waivers, when Arizona released him, he cleared waivers, he was just out there. And uh, 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 when we think of a player of his caliber, they don't normally stay out there as long as he did. Yeah, I mean, you make great points there, man. You got to question yourself, and we didn't hear about it. Like you said, you didn't hear about it. I definitely didn't hear about it as far as, you know, is it an injury thing? But when you look back on his history and his most recent recent injury uh, uh, history, you know, he had the knee strain uh, last year. He had uh, an MCL tear uh, back in 2021. Um, he had an, a hamstring uh, injury as well. So he's missed a significant time due to these injuries. And I guess maybe Arizona's saying, listen, you know, we don't trust his health. And maybe they didn't want to go in there and say and trade this guy, you know, because they didn't want to have the reputation trading, you know, damaged goods, you know, if you will. Maybe they know something that, you know, we don't know. And they don't want to have that rep saying, listen, well, they knew D-Hop was, uh, you know, uh, you know, D-Hop was, was hurt and they're trying to trade him. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, even so, even if they tried to do that, they still have to go. The other team will still put D-Hop through a physical before they make that trade, you know, official. I mean, that, that, makes, that makes sense. I mean, any, any, any team will do that. Uh, we'll, we'll put him through a physical, see, you know, you know, what's wrong here, what's wrong there. They knew he was hurt last season. You know, are you, you know, are you healed from this? Are you still experiencing an issue from, uh, you know, from that? So, um, yeah, that's a great, that's a great point there. Yeah, I, I didn't think about it, you know, and, that way. Because, and like I said, two, two things with that we know. We know he's not a bad locker room guy, and we know he's mm-hmm. not a knucklehead in off season. So, but, but. There has to be something. There's no way he was just out there for this long and there's nothing. Right. 
Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you there. And, and we we didn't hear uh, anything about him, you know, visiting this team, visiting that team. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of talk about him. And, and, and the Tennessee Titans, I didn't hear. I think when we were – I think at one point – well, he he had visited the, the the Patriots at one point, and he had went in there for two days. I think it was a Wednesday and a Thursday, and everyone thought it was a foregone conclusion that he would be he would be that he would sign with them because you go into the Patriots you know facility, the Patriots organization, not for one day but for two days. You know, it sounds like now, a no brainer. But go ahead. real quick before me interject, isn't Bill O'Brien the OC over there? At Tennessee? Um, no, I think he's the still... Patriots. Oh, the Patriots, yes, 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 the Patriots, yes, he is now. Okay, mm-hmm. well, yeah, go ahead and make your point, then I'll come back. I'll circle back. I don't okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, um, so you wonder what happened there. Maybe, you know, they put him through a workout. Maybe they didn't like what they saw. Um, I can't say, again, I'm, we're, we're speculating here, ladies and gentlemen, but for, for, for the most part is that they didn't like what they, they didn't like what they saw. And to E's point, you know, it could be uh, it could be an injury thing there. Maybe he healed up from the time he visited the Patriots to the time he visited the Titans, and it ultimately came down to him signing with that, signing with them. And again, he is a free agent. He was a free agent, and he was able to sign with any team, you know, providing that that number was right. And they threw an incentive in there too, E, that it could be worth up to fifteen million dollars. So you wonder if it's it's about the amount of time that he's going to be on the field, plays he's going to, uh, he, he's going to, uh, you know, how many uh, snaps he's going to play. Um, all that factors into that, you know, that incentive. So you're going to wonder, you ask yourself that. And I got to ask myself this, you know, if the Patriots, and they're, they're a wide receiver needy team. They need a number one guy. I think they brought in what they have, you know, Myers there. They have uh, Kendrick Bourne, not number one, by, number one receivers by any stretch of the imagination if you're looking at it, you know, from an NFL standpoint. And then they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster uh, as well. Uh, he, he teeters on number one. He teeters on number one. Number two at best um, he could be. But to, but to have a D-hop with those guys, that would have been huge. But so, yeah, it kind of raises the red flags, uh, you know, with me as well as far as why the Patriots missed out on him. But uh, what say you? Uh, go ahead. Okay, well, he could have spent three weeks with the Patriots. Ain't no <laughs> way in hell he was signing over there. I mean, again, Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator over there. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't remember, Bill O'Brien was the head coach in Houston when they yeah. gave D-Hop away for $2 and a biscuit. Uh, yeah. No, and Diop seems to be a smart young man, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, what I've read up on him, you know, he went to Clemson, so he's educated. So, from what I can tell, he's a smart young man. He <laughs> knows Bill O'Brien did him dirty. I don't even know why he visited. That's what I was gonna go like yeah. I said, yeah. unless they were gonna give him a billion, and that billion was a B dollars, mm-hmm. ain't no way in hell he was signing over there. I know I wouldn't. I mean, dude. I had a great thing going going with Deshaun Watson in Houston. That before we found out Deshaun was nasty, we didn't know at the time. <laughs> I had a great thing going, with it. and all of a sudden I'm at home one day and I see on the ticker on Sports Center that I've been traded to Arizona for almost nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. and then your reasoning behind it is because I, I mean, what was the BS reason he gave that he had too much power in the locker room and people were following him? I mean, some it was some BS yeah. reason Bill O'Brien gave because 
whoever the owner is over in Houston gave gave Bill O'Brien way too much power. With great power comes great responsibility. He was yes. head coach, GM. I mean, he he had he had total anonymity across the board, where he could just do whatever he wanted to, and that led him. That's why he. I mean, that's what gave him the power to get Diop away. And like I said, when when my agent would have called me and said, "Hey, New England interested," I'd have hung up on my agent. If he'd have called back, I'd have fired him. <laughs> Ain't right. no way in hell he was going. Ain't no way in hell he was going to New England. Well, now I was perplexed by the two days. I'm like, well, maybe yeah. him and Bill O'Brien buried the hatchet. Nah, dog, that's a hatchet you can't bury because Bill O'Brien buried it in your back. So no, no, I, 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 I never thought he was going to New England. I was surprised by the two days he spent there, but I never thought he would sign there, not as long as Bill O'Brien was there. Yeah, and, and that's what baffled me too, E, is that he was there for two days, and I'm thinking it was a scheduled two days. It wasn't like, you know, he went there, he visited, and he stayed another two days. It was like, you know, the meeting went so well that he stayed another day. It was planned ahead of time that he was going to be there two days. I don't know if it was something that, you know, it, you know that both sides said, listen, Give us two days, give us a week or whatever. I don't know what the number is. I'm just I'm speculating, ladies and gentlemen. But it's it's really it's really mind boggling to me. To East Point is that you know you know there's bad blood, you know there's bad history between Bill O'Brien and 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 D Hop, and for him to even pick up the call, let alone go go there to visit and visit for two days, it's really mind boggling to me as well. So you you made another great point there as always. But yeah, I don't understand why you know. You know why he did there, why he went there, and I want to know why. I, I wish I know we're going to hear about it sometime down the road. I know we're not going to hear about it, you know, today, tomorrow, sometime down the road. We're going to hear why D Hop didn't go uh, or didn't sign uh, with the Patriots. He spent two days there. There's a journalist out there. There's a reporter out there who you know who loves to, or who's good at it. Not just loves to, but who's good at you know probing and getting the answers that a lot of us want to uh, you know want to want to want to uh, asking the questions that we wanted the answers to, and the answer to, the question to me, for me would be if I was able, I was in front. I'm like, yeah, listen, man, you were there, you had a scheduled two days, and you didn't sign with the Patriots. What was it? Was it the numbers? Um, you know, just wasn't a good fit. What would say you? And you know, he'll probably give us you know uh, you know some professional answers, some some PC answer, politically correct answer, but. I really want to know, man, but I, but you, you made a great point there, E. I, I think it had a lot to do with Bill O'Brien, but to be there for two days, it, it's I don't I don't I don't it's a head scratcher to me, man. It's really a head scratcher to me, uh, for sure. All right, E. Before we move on, do you want to uh, you want to add anything on before we we move on to that from that? No, no, no. I said my piece on that one. All right, cool. All right, what we're going to do is let's grab our first break here. When we come back, I want to stay on the NFL talk, and I want to, we want to talk about uh, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley's uh, deadline came and went as far as uh, him signing the franchise tag and also reaching a deal with the Giants. What does that mean for Saquon Barkley going forward? He's hinted that, you know, he may sit out for the season. Uh, definitely want to dive into that, get easy thoughts and opinions on that. Also want to touch on Josh Jacobs, who's uh, in a similar situation uh, as well. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Reef, Master Killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. 
you have any unwanted pests in your home or commercial building? Well, Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC can rescue you. We specialize in bed bugs, termites, rodents, and so much more. Just call Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC at 803-764-2461 in Columbia, South Carolina, and Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We're open 8 to 5 weekdays and by appointment on Saturday. We strive to provide complete care for our customers. Visit our website at www.wolsonpestcontrolsc.com. That's Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC. We're your family-friendly and environment-friendly pest control company. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, if you're just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, before the break, we were discussing DeAndre Hopkins, uh, his signing with the Titans, and uh, also the New England Patriots. And uh, uh, did they miss out on DeAndre Hopkins? And, uh, you, know, you know, what the reason was that, in our opinion, that he did not sign there. But uh, we digress there. Let's move on. And uh, another non-signing or signing or non-signing in this case, if you will, is, uh, is Saquon Barkley. Uh, Saquon Barkley had a, um, had a day li- a deadline that he had to, uh, to sign his franchise tag. And also, uh, if the, uh, and the Giants had to reach a deal with them, none of either one of those happened, either one of those happened there. So we got Saquon Barkley right now, uh, saying that he may sit out for the season is that a a smart move on his on his part? There's a lot of talk we know about you know right now. There's a lot of talk about the devalue of the running back position, if you will. Uh, you're seeing a lot of these teams, um, you know, kind of going a different route. Let's just use my 49ers for for instance. They're kind of going, you know, they have a they they actually have a different scenario, I mean, a different situation there with Christian McCaffrey. But if you talk about a traditional running back, it seems to be that position. It seems to be coming obsolete, uh, if you will. And I don't know, and we know that you know traditional running backs they have a short uh, shelf life. And Saquon Barkley is, I think he's at his, he's I think in his fifth year right now, and we know he had a, a, some health uh, issues coming into this, uh, coming into his start to his career last year. I mean, he had a great season. He stayed healthy, and I think that's where he wants to get paid because he was healthy, and he knows that he is the engine of that uh, of the Giants, and he wants to get paid. But e, the, the, it doesn't seem like uh, it doesn't seem like the the running back position is as valued as it used to be. And right now, the market dictates that a franchise tag, uh, you know, which the the Giants uh, you know placed on them, it only says it's ten million dollars a year. Uh, what say you about Saquon Barkley and um, him not signing the tag, possibly sitting out and not getting extended by the uh, Giants? What's that telling you? 
Well, Saquon Barkley needs to make two phone calls. His first phone call needs to be to Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell <laughs> did the same thing, and we see how that worked out. He's out of football. His second call needs to be to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins needs to tell him, you like that? Because he rolled the franchise tag all the way to the bank. Now, mm-hmm. Saquon has had injury problems. So, he should, in my opinion, he should have taken the $10 million and do what they call, and I'm putting up the air quotes, bet on himself, like we've seen so many players do it. We saw Joe Flacco bet on himself, and Joe Flacco made a gazillion dollars, and he's terrible. I mean, he did win the Super Bowl, but, I mean, that's how you get your money. Because football is not, especially as a running back, it's not a sport where you can afford to sit out and then think you're going to get a big contract next right. year. Now, on the flip side of that, I do see Saquon's point. Okay, you start running back in college. That's a lot of wear and tear on your body. You get drafted in the first round. Team has four years with a fifth-year option. They pick up that fifth-year option. They franchise tag you the first year. And even if they they could possibly franchise you the next year, but say they don't. So now you're now six years in the league. Shelf life on a running back is four to six years. You're six years in the league. You've never gotten any big money. So I see why you hold out from Saquon's standpoint, but then from the Giants' standpoint, that's why they look. Look how many times other teams have done this and didn't work out. Most recently, Dallas Cowboys. They gave Zeke his money. Zeke ain't been the same since. And there's always right. language in the, in the there's always language in the contract where the team can get out of the contract, just like Dallas did with Zeke. Yeah, they signed him for the big deal, but the only thing you're really guaranteed is that guaranteed money. Maybe this is from a broke perspective. But I don't see myself walking away from $10 million guaranteed. Because if I get the $10 million guaranteed, let's say they franchise me next year. I think it goes up anywhere from 15% 20%. So, I mean, my math not, might not be mathing, but we're looking at about $12 million next year. So then that's two years, $22 million. Now, I mean, I know you want a, bit, a long-term deal, and, and, and I get that. But I don't want to hear this, oh, I need a long-term deal for family security and blah, blah, blah. Hey, man, $22 million in two years, that is family security. That, that damn near generational wealth, if you live a modest right. lifestyle. I mean, right. $22 million for two years, and basically you only play like six months anyway. Yeah, dog, I, I, don't, I think he's making a tremendous mistake by not signing the franchise tag. But, hey. Maybe he got some people advising him, and it's going to all work out. But, again, it didn't work out for Le'Veon Bell, and, and, and it yeah. did work out for Kirk Cousins signing that franchise. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I know we got our good buddy Chris Ortiz is holding on. He's a diehard Giants fan. And I know he's, you know, he's grinding his teeth right now to get to chop at the bit. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to get you in, in, in one second here, uh, Mr. Ortiz. Um, yeah, I just want to add on to that is that, yeah, I just think that yeah, as a shelf life, and you know that the way that the running back position right now, if you're Saquon Barkley, you know how it's being dis- devalued. And you know Dalvin Cook is out there too uh, as well. So that kind of gives gi- the Giants, uh, in my opinion, the Giants some um, some leverage there. Like, listen, Dalvin Cook is out there. He's still somewhat serviceable. I mean, we got Zeke Elliott out there. I don't know if they want to really go that route. I think they would, if they were to go another route, I think they would go the Dalvin Cook route um, before they would go to the Zeke Elliott route. But nonetheless, they have, they, they do have an option there. 
And what I think what messed him up is what messed Saquon up is that, you know, they gave so much money to Daniel Jones. And they said, listen, we feel like he's more valuable to this team than you are. I think that he should have signed a tag. Uh, I mean, Dan, I mean, meaning uh, Saquon Barkley should have t- signed a tag, stayed healthy, and then next year you sign that contract. You sign it, then you go in there, and then you have the leverage to get that extension. That's my opinion. I mean, the market dictates it's ten million dollars a year. I believe they're about two million dollars apart from what I'm hearing. But uh, let's bring in Mr. Ortiz, who's a diehard, uh, diehard Giants fan. And uh, let's get his thoughts and opinions. Mr. Ortiz, thank you so much for joining us this evening, brother. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Appreciate hey, man, it. I know you've been holding. I just, just want to say hey. real quick, I don't appreciate that video of making fun of Lil Wayne you sent me yesterday. <laughs> but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Saquon. Um, so, man, I got a lot of mixed feelings about it, man. I really do. So, mm-hmm. He's he's not going to walk away from this franchise tag. He, he'd be an idiot, too, right? Because right. That, we do the math on it. It's about 550000 a game if, if we're breaking it down. And, and like he said, maybe it's just uh, the the poor mindset, right? But I don't, nobody's walking away from half a million dollars a week. Nobody's just doing it, right? Um, and then he, if he if, – he signs if they franchise him next year, it goes up to thirteen point one. So twenty three million in two years is, is, is not too shabby, right? So the one thing that you said, K. Walt, that I don't necessarily agree with was the Daniel Jones piece, right? It's not that they value Daniel Jones more than Saquon, but they value the quarterback position more than Saquon, right? Because it's easier to find a running back than it is to find a serviceable quarterback, right? Because if you don't have a, a decent quarterback, you you out of gas. It's tough for me with Saquon because I understand the player's mindset of like, hey, I need to get what I need to get. That's like in any part of the business. But Eric says it all the time, and we all agree the best ability is availability, man. And and it it pains me to say it because I just bought a new Saquon jersey. But if you're not on the field for us, it don't matter how good your rating is in Madden, you ain't helping us any, right? Like you're not helping us any. And the the thing that's hurting his leverage, right, and I want to get to that in a little bit too, is that teams have been successful without the running back, right? And Mm -hmm. granted, they may have a more upper echelon quarterback, but organizations are going to use that in their conversations and say, look, teams are winning or teams are being being competitive in nature without the the running back position, right? So – Saquon's coming out and saying, oh, maybe I just won't play or maybe I'll have to use this. But, man, you don't want to do that. Your shelf life is real thin right now. Yeah, and really. You can keep yourself in shape and you can run all the hills you want and squat all the 600 pounds you want, but ain't nothing like game shape. Game shape mm-hmm. is a completely different animal, man. So I hope he plays. I really do. Um, I do think the Giants overpaid Daniel Jones, right? But, again, it's it's a lot easier to find another running back than it is to find another quarterback. I wouldn't have gave Daniel Jones that much money. But, man, if I'm Daniel Jones, I'd be like, man, restructure my joint for $2 million. Man, you better get this guy back <laughs> on the field. Get him yeah. back on the field. Or, or figure we got to figure it out somehow, some way. Because – we were talking about it at work today. Daniel Jones is only going to be as good as that running back is, right? Because if not, they just exactly. going to drop in nickel 
and those windows that he has to throw are going to be a lot smaller than they are when 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 you got Saquon back there, right? Because they got to respect the run. I mean, unless the running back, the rookie running back we got out of Tennessee or Matt Breida has some type of breakout year, they're not going to respect it, right? The one thing that's going to go against Saquon, and he better hope that if he does sit out, the one thing that he cannot ask for or hope for is if the Giants win early in the season because then any and all leverage is out the window. Yeah, for, for sure, man, for sure. And don't expect Breida to, to be having a breakout. He's on his 33rd team uh, out of 32 teams in the league, so don't expect him to have a breakout season. I'm just saying that because he used to be a 49er. But, yeah, I agree with you there. But and, and I understand that, you know, it's easier to find a running back than it is to find a quarterback. But I think in this situation, and it's going to sound disrespectful to the Giants, and it's going to sound disrespectful to Daniel Jones, is that there are there are a lot of there are a lot of Daniel Jones in the league right now. I think you could have, uh, I think so there's someone's better than than Daniel Jones, uh, you know, out there. There are some backups I, I feel that are better than Daniel Jones, but that's who they have, you know. So you got to pay him. That's what they're that he, that's what he's worth to them. So that's why I was kind of like, oh well, really, you really want to get that much money to Daniel Jones? I know, you know, you don't give the years to you don't give the years to Saquon Barkley because as we all are in agreement is that the shelf life of a running back is very is very short. But you got to give him the money, got to give him the guarantee money because we've seen that that's the reason why, or Saquon's the reason why Daniel Jones got the contract that he did because every quarterback, we all know, quarterbacks need two things. They need a strong running game and they need a safety blanket and a tight end, uh, you know, as well, or a number one receiver as well. So, Saquon, but the Giants, I, I think the Giants are playing long game now, right? Because they're like, we're yeah. not going to tie up yeah. all this money with Saquon. God forbid he gets hurt or whatever the case may be. We're not going to put all this money in, especially trying to reap, like, like bounce back after like the Dave Gettleman era where he out here throwing nine hundred million dollars to Kenny Galladay and we gotta fix these books. No, yeah, that that, that, that that didn't help. Yeah, that didn't help. You know that what I mean? So we got yeah. we gotta really pinch our pennies this you know, this way, right? So I mean it it, it is what it is. I mean I I don't think the running back position is being phased out by any means, right? But I think from a business side of it, like I mean you gotta look at it and, and Saquon gotta look at himself hard in the mirror and be like, hey, I've played what, one and a half seasons, right, out of four, realistically? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he hasn't played more than that, maybe two out of four? Like, come on, man. Like, you asking us to bet the house on you. And if that's the case, I would say, I don't know if they could do this, right, and I don't know if this is legal or not, but it would be like, okay, fine, you want us to give you this guaranteed money, this, that, and the third, fine. But if you get hurt, then it reverts to like the franchise tender. You know what I'm saying? Like then it goes back. But yeah, I don't know if they that thing of like you having a bet on yourself. Yeah, I don't know if they could do it that way, but I'm pretty sure they can structure uh, something in there that you know if you get hurt after a certain, if you get hurt and you only play a certain amount of percent, you know, a certain amount of games, certain amount of snaps, what have you, you know. You know, you only get paid the base, you know, the the, the bare minimum, whatever the the, the base salary is. I, I mean, I'm not a, a GM or anything like that, but you know, if I sit down, you know, I'm pretty sure they can structure something in uh, in that aspect. But yeah, I, I think that Saquon, you know, based off of his track record from a, from a health standpoint, it, it's a no brainer to sign this deal, man. To sign this franchise tag. I mean, oh, for sure. 
Yeah, you got to sign sure. the franchise tag. It makes no sense not to, bro. And I and I get and I and I get why you you feel like you're, you're worth more. Then go out there and you know and, you know and prove that you can stay healthy. You're what he's what, he's 26 years old right now, so you know you still you know that's young in in life terms. But as far as a running back in the NFL. You're right there. You're about two, three years from that shelf life. You're hitting that, you know, the 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 limit on that shelf life, um, if you will. So sign this and then go out there and 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 then go out there and get a you know two year deal if you can stay healthy and you could be productive as well. But go ahead, Ian. I'm sorry, that was you. No, no, I didn't say that. Oh, I thought I heard, I thought I heard somebody say something. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I would say you know you know sign that sign that franchise tag it makes no sense for him if he sits out any part of the season it makes zero sense man because you're closer to the end of your career than you are to the beginning it's sad as it sounds yeah. so yeah so, yeah, so i think a, you know, it'll be out of spite for him to do it right and be like okay well yeah. i'm just gonna i'm gonna draw a line in the sand and see what happens all right cool go ahead and if you do that there's going to be players on the team that are just not going to rock with you that way right, right. And it's going to cause all types of rifts in the locker room right that and you made all this noise for the longest time talking about you want to be a giant for life and this, that, and a third. But you're not, show, you're not showing it over $2 million. All right, cool. That, $2 that, million, that, right? Yeah, your true colors come out. And we over here talking like $2 million, nothing, right? Oh, I mean, it's, it's a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. Grand scheme of things, yeah. If we're really <laughs> thinking about it, you in New York City, man, that $2 million is probably the eating up in taxes before you know it. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Exactly. And I, you know, that's a that's a you know one bedroom apartment in Manhattan. You know, for real, lucky, depending <laughs> on where you're at, depending on where you're at. But yeah, yeah, it's fact. So it, it's true. We we joke, but it but it, it's serious, man. I don't know if he, he may yeah, live in Jersey, and, and maybe it's uh you know it's a little a little cheaper down, you know, cheaper in Jersey, over over the bridge. We don't we don't know. But yeah, uh, good stuff there, man. Good 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 stuff for sure. Hey, you got anything you wanna uh, you wanna add on that before uh, add on to that before we move on? No, nah, I'm just saying, like I said before, he should, like, use, use the term that they love to throw around, bet on himself. Sign that yeah. franchise tag, bet, like you said, ball out, and then come and negotiate. Oh, you the midseason? I mean, we've seen contracts restructured, renegotiated midseason. I mean, but at least, like Chris said, if he signs the franchise tag and balls out, he has some leverage going going into um next season. If he sits out, he has after because his position weakens. If he sits out yeah. and doesn't play a dime this year, a down this year, his position is weakened next year. And Chris and I had a conversation yesterday, Chris made an excellent point to me that he didn't bring up now. Say the Giants say he sets out and the Giants come like within one or two games of making the playoffs. There's a whole lot of resentment in that locker room now yeah. because, dog, you could have helped us and you didn't. Yeah, but would you resent him for one or two games when you go through a whole whole 17-game series without him? I mean, yeah. a 17-game yeah. season without uh, him? You would resent him for that? Really? I don't know about that because I would simply say no, yeah, we that's could... what I'm if he, I'm, no, 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 I'm saying he sets out the whole the whole 17 game season, right? Right. And they missed the playoffs by one or two games. Is what I'm saying. No, no, I understand that. No, but I'm saying, but they did it. What they got to that point without him, but they were just maybe one or two. You know, I, to use your point, to use your number, yeah, one man, or two I'm games from getting. I I don't. You want you want your star player, your best player on the thing, right? Because you never know that how like 
the games that you lost, how they can help you get over the hump or, you know, those one mm-hmm. or two games that you're out, if he played now, maybe you're three or four games, like, above it. You know what I'm saying? And that, there's so many other things that can play into it. And I understand, the, like I said, I go back to the business side of it, and there's a selfish mm-hmm. side of it from the player side and the business side of it, man. But it's like, bro, there's 54 other people in the locker room that are looking at you, and you got that yeah. C on your jersey for a reason. You got You guys got to figure it out, bro. Like, Tom, like I, I used this um, example today. I said Tom Brady would take pay cuts all the time to make sure that his players, yeah. you know, got paid and so he could have a good team around him. And I get it. Daniel Jones is not Tom Brady, but I'm just using it right. from a contractual perspective. Hey, bro, I know I need you. Or is it that Daniel Jones is thinking, hey, I may not need you? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think after after a point in the season, you're going to be like, you know, nah, we don't need, especially if you start to win early. I think you someone mentioned that earlier. If you start yeah. to win earlier and, and win often, you can say, you know, well, we don't need this, dude. We can start. We can win with him. We can win or we can win with him. And if but if you get to that point and you lose that one game, or I don't think you're going to put it on. I don't think you're going to. Uh, I, I think at a certain point, depending on how the season is, especially if it's a successful season, you're going to stop. That you're going to stop thinking about. I'll say Quan Barkley. Like we can do it without him. We can do it without him. For sure. For sure. And, but yeah, I I mean, granted, so the first the, the first four games, right, are going to be mm-hmm. the defining game for us, especially if he sits out. Because I tell you, who you are. Hearts, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think in my heart of hearts, he's going to sit out the first game, meaning because it's such a meaningful game against the Cowboys. And don't let us win that game, right? Because I really think that we could we could come out that first four games two and two, maybe three and one. So I would say. We could potentially beat the Cowboys. We'll beat the Cardinals. I, I think we'll lose to the 49ers, and then it's a coin flip to the Seahawks, right? So if we come out mm-hmm. of this thing two, three, and one, Saquon, that that leverage and you know that need for you is starting to dwindle fast, big fast. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And then they'll start, and then you know other guys will step up. You know maybe the rookie out of Tennessee will step up. You mentioned Breida. Maybe Breida will step up. You know, then you bring in, you know, Darren Waller. You know, you have Darren Waller in, in there as well, which is a huge pickup in my in, in my opinion. And you know, you start to, you know, and and then Dable will start to, you know, you know, call things that that doesn't necessarily, you know, you could do without Saquon. You know, because sometimes yeah, like people, your best. You said as someone at work said, so what's the like what's the makeup of the Giants without Saquon? I said that's the scary part for the league because yeah. when Saquon's in the game. You know you have to you have to like focus on him. If he's not in the game, it opens up the playbook right for Mike Kafka and say, okay, we can do a uh-huh. whole bunch of other stuff because we don't have to get the ball to twenty six. Like we can do a whole bunch of all types of stuff now. Yeah, and and I think that helped. That's kind of the same situation that Patrick Mahomes was in when he lost Tyreek Hill because a lot of people was focusing on Tyreek Hill and going uh, going downfield, but then that allowed Patrick Mahomes to spread the ball to all these other guys. And I think yeah. that could be the same thing, you know, and in, in with the Giants is that you don't you don't have to worry about that that eight man front, you know, them focusing on on on, on Saquon. It's just going to open up everything. You just want to see, you know, a base defense. Maybe you see some nickel, and it'll probably open up the run game for because and, and keep in mind, Daniel Jones can run too, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Daniel so Jones has some wheels that, as well. That's another thing that yeah. I brought up when I was talking to people too was if you look at how football is evolving, they're not getting football players anymore, right? They're getting athletes. And so athletes, the yeah. did that this off this, they did that this off season too, right? So they still have Slayton. 
they signed Paris Campbell. They have Isaiah Hodgins at, at wide receiver as well. They got the, the uh-huh. wide receiver, Wyatt, from um, Tennessee, all speedsters, right? Yeah. They, they're getting away from it because you could, we could teach you football. We can't teach you speed, man. Speed, like we, right. We can't, mm-hmm. we can't do that. And so I think the Giants finally under Sean and Dayball are, trying, are finally evolving out of that old-school mentality of football, right? Because think about all the years past, the Giants were just like, run the ball, run the ball. Like, you know, nothing fancy. But now I bet you they're going to try to, like, start expanding it under Casco, who was under Andy Reid with Pat Mahomes. And then you got Dayball mm-hmm. with Josh Allen. Like, Josh I think Allen, the whole yeah. playbook is going to start, like, it's going to start to evolve, right? And maybe there's a little bit of fear with Saquon, right, sitting – because he's like, man, maybe they don't need me because of the evolution of this playbook. Now it would be great to have me, and maybe he's, maybe they're looking at it that like he's a he's a nice to have, maybe not a need to have. Yeah, exactly. And and you can look at you can very well look at it that way. And that's why I say Saquon, sign that deal, brother, because it may you know have everything that Chris has mentioned, it, it may come back to, to to bite you. You know what, man? So I say. Sign that, sign that franchise tag. Get that please, money, man. Go please, show what you're worth. Please sign sure. that deal. Please sign. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Chris Ortiz. Hey, <laughs> hey, can, That's my running back. K-Wall, give, give your normal disclaimer. Saquon, I know you're listening. So. <laughs> yeah, I know you listen. Mr. Ortiz was a, was a diehard, was a diehard Giants fan, diehard, diehard New York fan. I, I he lives down in Florida Jersey now. Up, man. I can't return to Jersey. The ninety is over. Hey, Chris Ortiz on Facebook. Hey, man, post that post that photo of your your jersey, man, so Saquon can see it. I know Saquon. I'm gonna just start tagging him. I can't get my money back, bro. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right, man. Let's let's, uh, let's take a break here. Let's see. Uh, e, you got anything you want to add, or, or Chris, you want to add? No, no, no. I'm I'm good. Me, and Chris, talked that nauseam about this yesterday. All right. I, I, he didn't cry yesterday, but I, I see we brought the tears out today. <laughs> got more, got more listeners out there, man. You got more listeners out there. <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to make sure you target the audience, man. That's what it is. <laughs> Good stuff, I still man. Appreciate Good. that little wine video, though. Oh man! Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, we're gonna grab a break. When we come back, we're gonna stay on the NFL talk. And I want to, we want to break down our uh, the uh, the NFC South, uh, East Scott's NFC South uh, division. Who we got winning that division? How do you see this division uh, playing out throughout the uh, throughout the season? For sure, Mr. Ortiz, if you can stay with us, brother, by all means, uh, stay on with us. Uh, keep uh, stay with the talk and uh, give us your thoughts and opinions on who you have winning the NFC South. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning to Sports Talk with K Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Take your football game to the next level with the National Youth Football League. The National Youth Football League is powered by former NFL players and great coaches across the United States. They provide student-athletes with opportunities to play football year-round. Spring leagues in the greater Triangle area are now forming for ages 5 to 18. 
to pre-register. Log on to NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. That's NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, if you're just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before the break, uh, we were talking to uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, have our good buddy and our frequent caller, Mr. Chris Ortiz, diehard Giants fan, gave his thoughts and opinions on that. And, again, if, if you're just tuning in, Saquon Barkley, he just bought his uh, your, uh, your jersey, man, New Jersey, man, and he's pleading for you to sign that deal. Sign that uh, franchise tag, man. Please, please, please. <laughs> good stuff there. All right. Um, as I stated before the break, uh, E., uh, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the NFC South, man. And we're we're itching. Uh, what's today? The nineteenth. We had some teams report, uh, some rookies report yesterday in camp. Slowly but surely, camps are are starting up, man. So that you know, right around the corner, we're going to be seeing preseason football. And before you know it, the regular season is going to be here. So, hey, give me your thoughts and opinions on on the. Uh, on the uh, the NFC South, how do you see this one breaking down? Let's just go in order here. Let's just let's go in alphabetical order. You know, just just to see how you you know what you think of these teams. You know, of course, let's start with the uh, the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. How do you see the Atlanta Falcons uh, um, doing this season? Now, and I I know you know, and Chris knows, and listeners who don't know. In all of football, out of all the 32 teams, Atlanta is the only team I truly hate. I mean, I know <laughs> I talk a lot of noise about the Dallas Cowboys, but I don't actually hate the Dallas Cowboys. It's their fans I can't stand. But them as a team, I don't really mind. But Atlanta, as a staff, a record label, and a crew, I cannot stand the Falcons. So, with that being said, I don't know who they sending out there at quarterback. I know they rolled Mariota up out of there. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't. I, I don't know who they sending out there at quarterback, but they they they. Um, I'm gonna say they're gonna go six and eleven. I mean they they they're, they're okay. awful. 
Okay. Yeah, you know what, man? I don't know if you – I don't think I know the answer to this question, but I don't know if who, you, who you dislike the most is if it's the Falcons or, or, or if it's Southern. I, I think it would be Southern, in my opinion, and I'm from no, Southern University. Really? Wow. Here's how I feel about Southern. Southern is okay. our rival yeah. school. But okay. growing up in Louisiana where I grew up, and I know I've posted this before because I usually post it around Bayou Classic time. But right. a lot of people mm-hmm. don't understand about Southern and Grambling. A lot of us are in the same families, went to high school together, or are really good friends. Because in Louisiana, okay. if you're going to go to HBCU, it's either Grambling or Southern. So we all okay. know each other. The rivalry is there. Don't get me wrong. The rivalry is there. But I right. don't dislike Southern. I, I mean, first of all, they're an HBCU. I have a lot of respect for Southern, and, and, and like I said, i got a lot of friends and family who attended Southern University. Now, the rivalry between Southern and Grambling is stronger to me than the rivalry between Atlanta and New Orleans, because I, okay. I, I, I hate Atlanta. I mean, hey, wow. I'm Stanford label crew. Okay. But, yeah, wow. but no, I don't dislike Southern. I just respect the rivalry that we have. Okay, good. That's good stuff there. Good stuff. Uh, Mr. Ortiz had to jump off there, so uh, it was just you and I right now um, and talk. But, yeah, um, Desmond Ritter looks like he's going to be, um, you know, he's going to be their, their, their day one starter, man. I mean, if you look at their roster, um, it doesn't look like – it doesn't look good for them, man. I mean, you got Desmond Ritter. You got Tyler Heineke. <laughs> Taylor Heineke. <laughs> And then uh, and then they have some guy I never even heard of Logan Woodside. I I just yeah, it's going to be uh, a long exactly. I've what, never heard of this guy. What did they yeah. do with uh, What did they do with Calvin Ridley? I know he out here being Pete Rose. Did, did Calvin, they cut him? Calvin Ridley on the road? No, Calvin Ridley didn't he go to? Where did he go? Oh, I don't know. Um, I just, I just know he. he you know, he was banned. He was on that Pete Rose kick, so he was banned. I didn't know if Atlanta got rid of him, if he was still over there. I didn't know what the deal was. Yeah, I think is Calvin really back with them? I thought he he had left. Let me just. I'm just looking him up real quick. Let me see here. Uh, is he with Jacksonville? Let me just see here. I think he might be. Let me see here. Yeah, he's the. Uh, yeah, he's um. He's with Jacksonville. He's, he they traded oh, okay. to Jacksonville. That's where yeah, he went to. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I had that right. I knew he wasn't with them anymore because I know they have their receivers are pretty much you know Kyle Pitts and uh, and the uh, second year guy Drake London uh, out of uh, out of University of uh, uh, Southern California, man. So and you know they drafted uh, what's his name uh, B. John Robinson uh, out out of Texas. This team right here, e, I don't know, man. They they have uh, they spent a lot of money on the defensive side of the ball. They spent over what 120 million dollars on the side of the ball. Arthur Smith seems to you know have these guys um, going in the right direction for the most part, at least on the defensive side, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. But um, yeah, I went through. You said they were seven and ten. You had them at seven and ten. E, is that what you had them at? Six and eleven. Six and eleven. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, yeah. I have them at eight and nine, man. I have them at eight and nine. So, you know, we 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 pretty much have them right there. Probably, you know, with that with that record, they may be either you know third or fourth. But we'll see as we go through the the, uh, 
go through the division and see where they'll they'll, they'll end up. But yeah, um, I, I don't you know, I don't know what it is with, with Desmond Ritter, man. I, and you know, Mariota didn't work out there. You know, he got hurt in a lot of part of his uh, his, his, his career there. Um, so, but Desmond Ritter is their future. They drafted him early last year or the year before. So uh, we'll, we'll see how he plans out, pans out. But uh, they still got, again, they got Pitts, they got London, and they got that defense. So um, I still have them at 8-9, and nine, nonetheless, under Arthur Smith. All right, next team here, we got the uh, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they have, you know, Bryce Young there and your boy. Uh, they have the Red Rifleman, as you call him. Andy Dalton is their guy. <laughs> they, brought in, they brought in Miles Sanders. They traded away D.J. Moore to the Bears. Uh, they brought in Frank Reich. But what say you about the Carolina Panthers? How is the Red Rifle still in the league? How, how is that possible? He he the Cody Zeller of football. How is he still in the league? <laughs> now, I like Bryce Young. I do. He's a little small for my taste, but then again, Drew Brees was small. And and mm-hmm. your boy out in, in Arizona, um Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Small. Yeah. But now Kyler mm-hmm. Murray is stocky. Whereas Bryce Young just he he's skinny and needs to buck up, but I I like him, but I don't think he's ready to lead the charge next year. So they probably gonna trot the red rifle out there to start the season, even if they do that before the season over. Bryce Young will be playing, but I don't think they're ready. I mean, they could possibly win some games. I mean, because our division is weak. It's one of the weaker divisions in football. And a team, usually an NFL team, is just as good as their quarterback play. Atlanta, we don't know who they're putting out there. Right. We're not sure what's going to happen in Carolina. So then I'll give them 10-7. Okay, 10-7, wow. No, 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 I'll take that back. I'll give them 8-9. Okay. I, I don't think they'll finish over 500. I'll give them 8-9. Yeah, I'm I'm close there with you as far as the record. You have them eight and nine. I have them seven and ten, man. I mean, I just don't know, you know, what Bryce Young is going to be. I'm right along with you as far as the size. But we've seen what he did in, in Alabama, and you know, with that offense in Alabama, it's it's about as close as you're going to get to a, a, pro, a professional offense. Again, size, you know, you know, size matters. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to see. But like you mentioned, you mentioned Drew Brees, you mentioned Colin Murray. So there, there are some exceptions to the rule. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, they brought again. They, they, they didn't bring in any real receivers there, though. They, they traded away their best receiver again, as I mentioned, DJ Moore to the Bears. They did bring in Miles Sanders, you know, from the Eagles. Um, but I don't know how much that's going to, uh, uh, you know, how much that that's going to matter. That defense, they they do have a a, a decent defense there. They always, the Panthers always seem to have a decent defense. It's their offense and their quarterback position after Cam is a, it's a uh, is is a question mark there. But yeah, I'm with you there as far as they'll finish under 500. You have them at eight and nine. I have them at seven and ten. Uh, so um, yeah, we'll see how that plays out for sure. Next is your uh, your New Orleans. Actually, you know what? Let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's save your New Orleans Saints for last. Let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then how do you see this their season uh, playing out? <laughs> okay, Tampa. They got um, um, the, the commercial boy over there. Um, what's his name from Cleveland? Baker Mayfield. Um, Baker Mayfield. And then the boy they drafted from Florida a year ago, what Kyle Trask, Kyle Trask. That's his name is. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, right. Kyle, mm-hmm. yeah. So so I, I, I don't know 
again, a team is only as good as their quarterback play. I don't know how good they're going to be. I don't know what kind of weapons they got around him. I mean, they rolled up um, um, your boy Leftwich, the office OC. They rolled him up by the yeah. night. Um I, I don't know what kind of team they're going to be able to put together. I don't anticipate them finishing at 500 either. I'm going to put them yeah. also at, at around eight and nine. And because um, I, I just I don't know what they got left over there. I mean, because right. like Tom, Tom left and took a whole lot of people with him yeah. by either the free agency, <laughs> the, the terrible cutting, they got rid of them. I mean, they mm-hmm. they look like they in, in, in rebuild mode over there. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like when Nino Brown said, and Corey, if I'm going down, I'm taking exactly a whole lot of people with me. That's what I was thinking about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm taking a whole lot of people with me. And that's what it seems with, with, with Tom Brady, man. I mean, you still have Mike Evans over there. But after that, you really don't know what you're going to get. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Baker Mayfield. You mentioned Kyle Trask. But, you know, I, really, come on now. I, I don't really don't see this is. This is a bad team on paper. It's a bad team on paper. You said you have them at what did you have them at? Seven and ten or eight and nine? What did you say? Eight and nine. I put them at eight and nine. Eight, eight and nine. Yeah, you're you're very generous, man. You're very generous because I got them at five and twelve, man. I I just don't see <laughs> what I got them at five and twelve. I just don't see what they could do, man, and what they can bring on the table. And 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 if you look at it, you know the NFC. You know it's not. You know, it's not uh, it's not the AFC. We know AFC has you know from top to almost bottom is they're pretty good. You know, they're pretty good. The NFC is a lot more parity there, but still, I don't think it's enough for the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't see any teams or you know really that they can dominate. So I'm giving them five and twelve, and that's being very very generous, ladies and gentlemen. So I got them five and twelve. Uh, so hopefully, Ty Bowles can hold on to, uh, to hold on to his job there because it's going to be a long season for those guys. All right, E. All right, let's go to your team, man. Uh, you're, you're New Orleans Saints, man. Um, how do you see this one playing out? I mean, they can't – I don't see them being – just give me your thoughts on the page, and I'll give you mine uh, on your New Orleans Saints. <clears throat> I think we should win the division, and that's not the fan in me. That's simply doing the math. Mm-hmm. I'm now, I'll go on record. I'm not a Derek Carr fan. I mean, but he, okay. he is serviceable. But the thing about it, he's the best quarterback in the division as far as I can see. So I think we should win the division by default. Now, granted, I don't think we're going to blow anybody away. I'm putting us around 9-8, and eight, maybe 10-7. and seven. I mean, being, being okay. realistic now, as a, as a fan, I'm going to say 15-2. and two. But, of course, I know that's unrealistic. <laughs> but uh, realistically, I think we could do 9-8, and eight, maybe 10-7, and seven, and I think we'll win the division. I don't know if we're going to make much noise in the playoffs. Now, one good thing, Goodell decided not to spend AK-41, so that's going to help us. Um, mm-hmm. Olave is good. We got Slant Boy back. Yeah. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. Slant Boy usually, Slant Boy averages two games a season, and then he hurt again. But if I right. can get Slant Boy on one side, Olave on the other side, I got AK-41 in the backfield. And Derek Carr, like I said, he's not garbage. I'm just not a fan, but he's not garbage. I, I Realistically, I think 10-7 and winning division is, is, is within our grasp. 
Yeah, he, I, I agree with you there, man. I'm I'm taking tennis. I mean, uh, tennis. I'm taking uh, the Saints ten and seven um, as well. That's exactly where I have them at. Um, I think they're going to be good enough to to win this division because um, you know, and if you look at all the you know the the records that we gave to the uh, the three previous teams, it's a no brainer there. If you go ten and seven, they win a division, and obviously they make the playoffs. Um, yeah, you got Derek Carr in there, and you want to know what you know. You know, Dennis Allen has dialed up Derek Carr. You mentioned Chris Alave. Alave. You got Mike Michael Thomas who's coming back. I, I want to. I know we're not going to see the old Michael Thomas, but at least just give us give us a glimpse of him. And if, you know, if it's just slants and and hitches and out routes and and occasional fade. You know, when you get into the red zone, you know, I, you know, I'll, I'll take that. I mean, because Michael Thomas, I like Michael Thomas. You know, I'm a, re, I'm a receiver fan. You know, and and Michael Thomas is one of my favorites. But then you look over there, and you got and look at that. Uh, you look at an Alvin Kamara situation. I know the the charges were dropped. He, I think he pleaded no, no contest. But we all know how the NFL works. That usually means at a suspension, uh, whether it be a two, four, six game suspension. You know that's going to play a lot, and I think he's going to be suspended. And that's why I say ten and seven, because I think he's going to miss some of the, you know, a few games. And I think the few games that he misses are going to cost them the, the, those particular games. Uh, but I still have him ten and seven, nonetheless, winning that division because they have a solid, I mean, a solid defense, man. If you look at their safeties, they got the Honey Badger, they got Marcus May, they got the corner, they got uh, Marcus Lattimore over there. They they still have Cam Jordan uh, over there. So I think they do enough without Kamara to win this division. And when Kamara gets back and he gets back into game shape and they make the playoffs, they could make some noise, man. They really could make some noise. Although, you know, it probably would be on the road or it will be on the road. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, depending on the matchup, they, 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 you know, they can make some noise, man. But I, I definitely have them winning this division and, you know, obviously getting into a playoff, uh, a playoff spot for, uh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, good stuff there, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, just want to switch gears here before we dial into, I mean, uh, dive into our segments. And, E, I just want to talk just a little bit of NBA right now. And I just want to talk about uh, Joel Embiid, man. Joel Embiid has, you know, has come out and said that, listen, I want to win a championship. Well, and I don't know what player in the NBA won't say that, but he's come out and said, you know, he's the MVP, so it's, it's a lot more attention is brought to it. Um, because he said, I want to win a championship, whether it's in Philly or whether it's elsewhere. Right now, President Constructed, you know, James Harden a few weeks ago has come out and said, he's reiterated the fact that he wants to be traded. He wants to be traded, and he no longer wants to be in Philly. Philly looks like they're in disarray right now, man. And then on top of James Harden saying what he said and then Joel Embiid saying what he said, I want to win a championship either in Philly or elsewhere. What do you say about Joel Embiid's future in Philly? Is it is it, um, it you know is it is he going to be elsewhere sooner than later? What say you about Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers situation right now? By saying what Joel said, he's pretty much asking for a trade as well because right. as presently constructed, you're not going to win a championship in in Philly. And now, James Harden has requested a trade. Philly has said we will only trade James if we get a player like James back. 
Now, right. first of all, there's not many players, there's not many teams out there who's willing to give up one of their star players to bring in Harden. That that's right. step one. If you're gonna trade James, you need to trade him for capital, be it players, be it two or three players, whatever it is, because you're not gonna say, let's see who. Who's a player that we would say equal to James right now? Let's just throw a name out. Say Clay Thompson. The Warriors are not okay. going to trade Clay Thompson straight up for James Harden. That's not in their best interest to do that. Uh, let's see. You got Kyrie Irving. Did Kyrie resign with Dallas? Yes, he did. He signed. Yes, he did. You're not going to get Kyrie Irving for James Harden. I mean. I think both for Dallas and Philly, that would be a lose-lose situation. But I'm just saying, my point is, teams are really not not willing. Teams are really not willing to do this because if if I got a James Harden type player, then why am I trading for James Harden? This is like the other day, um, a friend of mine. She asked me, "Do you eat shark?" And I was like, "I've never had it." She said, "Well, it tastes like chicken." I said, well, why would I want something that tastes like chicken when I can get chicken? I mean, she's like, well, try different things. I said, no, I understand trying different things, but if that different thing, you telling me it tastes like chicken, then I'm going to just eat chicken. So my point is, if I already got a James Harden-type player, why am I trading him for James Harden? I either need if if I'm gonna bring in James Harden, James Harden either needs to be an upgrade for me, or like I said, if I'm Philly, I need to be able to get picks and picks and assets for him. I just I don't I, so if that's Daryl Morey's stance, I think he's either gonna have to come off that stance, or they're not gonna be able to move James Harden. And with Embiid saying, "Well, I want to win a championship, even if it's not here in Philly." They've lost, you know how they say when a coach has lost the locker room? Philly has mm-hmm. lost him beat. If he's already saying that, they've lost him. He's already looking somewhere. And with today's NBA, with the way players roll, he, he's probably looking to go to a super team. He might go to Denver. I mean, play with the Joker. Yeah. What they say? Yeah. If, if you can't beat yeah, him, yeah. beat him, join him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff there. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I know he's going to. He's going to be disgruntled meeting James Harden, man. And I know that it's going to be hard for them to trade because you're not going to. No team is really going to want to trade anything of equal value if you if you have that. Uh, you know, to bring a James Harden in there because we've seen James Harden's, as you call it, his movies, man, and he how he fades out of uh, fades away from you know the post game, um, you know the the, the post game uh, picture, if you will. Yeah, the post. I mean, post uh, post game, post season uh, situations there, man. So I don't know if you want to give up anything of value there, and and he's going to have to, you know. It seems like the Sixers are going to have to to eat something, man, to get rid of him because you don't want that in the locker room. You don't want that cancer in the locker room. And right now, it's going to start with James Harden. Then it's slowly going to start. It looks like it's already starting with uh, with Joel Embiid. And, you know, what are you left with? You're left with, you know, Tyrese Maxey. You're still have on contract with that Tobias Harris deal. I mean, it's just not looking good for the uh, for the Sixers. So, yeah, Joel Embiid, I see him, you know, uh, out of the out of the door. Um, don't know where he'll go right now. I mean, so many teams could use him. I know my, my Miami Heat could definitely uh, use him. But right now, 
they, you know, they don't have too much to trade for, you know, to, to trade for, for me, you, and, uh, and and J.C., Jason Collins. <laughs> Speaking of Jason Collins, <laughs> let's bring him in. He's actually on right now uh, listening. I appreciate you joining us this evening, my brother. How are you doing this evening? The champ is here. The champ is oh, here. Yeah, really coming. Well, I'm just glad you're you, glad you, What's you going ready? On you ready to defend? I got I'm a good ready. one for you tonight. I got a good this one guy. for you tonight. I'm just glad you didn't beat the drums, though, Jay. When you know, say the champ is here, like I yeah. did, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you not doing that. But yeah. uh, uh. Jay, we we talked about this last night on our in our show, uh, Sideline Speaks. And ladies and gentlemen, you can catch that on Tuesday nights on uh, live on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Facebook, um, Spotify, Google, all that good stuff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Sideline Speaks with Brittany Jones, Jason Collins, and myself, Kevin Walker. But Jay, we, we're talking about NBA. I know you were holding for a minute, so you kind of got the gist of it. But what say you for our audience uh, about the Joel Embiid situation? Yeah, man, I think it's 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 something Philly needs to be concerned about because if he's saying it out loud now, you know it's something that he's been thinking about for a little while, right? Because it, it takes you a little time to actually say it out loud, so I definitely yeah. think it's something that he's thinking about. I definitely think it's something that Philly should be concerned about. And like we kind of talked about last night, K-Walk, like this whole trust the process thing, Embiid is like the last yeah. piece to that puzzle. I, and if he, if he walks out the door, I mean, it, that whole trust the process thing has to go down as one of the most epic failures in all of sports history, man. So I don't think the Sixers are going to win a title anytime soon. So if I'm in beat, I actually want to get out of there. Yes, uh, for sure, for sure. Hey, you got anything you want to add on to that before we move on to our segments? No, no, we we can move on. I mean, I I, I agree. He's not going to win it in Philly. And like Jay just said, if he's now saying it out loud, oh, it's been festering for a minute. I mean, it's just not coming to the surface, but it's been there. So, yeah, he definitely wants out. Yeah, and we all know that Joel Embiid is not one to uh, to bite his tongue for sure. So it's going to be very interesting to see, uh, you know, what Philly, uh, you know, what Philly's going to look like, you know, this this you know this time in October, you know, that tip off the first game of the season, and this time next year as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, great stuff there. All right, it's time for the, our, our segments, our one ticket segment. We're going to take a quick pause here. When we come back, we'll delve into our one ticket segment. Then we'll get into our Who Am I segment as well. And then we'll get our we'll have our letter ready for you for uh, K Walk and E Scott Cares, and then we'll dive into uh, Eric Scott's segment as well. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. What's up, guys? This is Kenny B. Winning from Gobo, Go Black owned on Facebook and Instagram. You are listening to Sports Talk with my dudes, K Walker, Eric Scott. And they'll be right back.
got one opportunity sees everything you ever wanted one moment did you capture just let it slip yo his palms are sweaty knees weak arms are heavy there's vomit on his sweater already mom's spaghetti he's nervous but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop palms but he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down the whole crowd goes so loud he opens his mouth but the words won't come out he's joking how everybody's joking now Welcome back. Welcome back to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. Oh, never had it so good, Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear that theme, it's time for our one ticket, and that is, and if you're new to the show, ladies and gentlemen, it is, uh, you get one ticket, I get four events, and I give you one ticket, and you have to choose what event you're going to use that one ticket for. Uh, you know what, Jay, I'm going to, you know, I know Jay, because this was specifically for E. Scott, but I think you can dive into this, and and you can also uh, uh, you can also chime in on this one, uh, uh, Jay, for sure. But E. Scott, I got four here for you, brother. All right, this is this is all Saints here, man. Saints games. I kind of did the same thing with uh, with Jay last night with the Cowboys. Uh, so we got four games here, man, and you tell me which one you would use that to, that one ticket for. We got the Jaguars at the Saints. In week seven, that's a Thursday night football game. Again, Jaguars at Saints. And Jaguars are, you know, they look like they're they're on the up. If, um, you know, right now, try, Jason Collins said that Trevor Lawrence is a top five quarterback, man, in the NFL. So just to hype that game up a little bit, if you will, <laughs> that's why I'm using that. Second game, we got the Vikings at the Saints. That's a week 10 game. It's a 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, Eastern game, Eastern, Eastern Standard Time game. Third game, we got the Saints at the Falcons. <laughs> Your favorite team. It's a Week 12 matchup, 1 p.m. game. And then we got the number four. We got the Giants at Saints, Week 15, also a 1 p.m. start. One ticket for those four events. Which one are you using that ticket for, brother? Now, I've seen the Saints play the Jaguars because they were here a few years back up in Jacksonville. So I've seen that game. I've seen the Saints play the Falcons in both New Orleans and in Atlanta. So I've seen that. Uh, Minnesota, for some reason, is a team that has our number. Minnesota Miracle, the Alice Mm -hmm. Push-Off. The, the, yeah, they, they, they just seem to kind of have my number. Now, if I can attend the Saints game with Chris Ortiz, that would be a fantastic experience because okay. Chris, Chris Chris is a different dude. Okay. <laughs> so I would, use my, I would use my one ticket with the caveat that I could go with Chris Ortiz. I'd like to see the Saints Giants in the Superdome um, okay. with, with Chris. That was what I was okay. using my one ticket for. All right, man. I can't. I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that. <laughs> but Jay, what, what, what say you, Jay? Yeah, I don't. I don't have a backup here, man. But uh, what, what say you about about these four games? If you need me to repeat them, let me know. But what ticket would you use it for? Nah, man. I, I can jump in on this one. I think for me, man, I'm I'm really interested in, in the Jaguars this year. Like I said last night, man, yeah, I think Trevor did. Lawrence is going to take a big step forward this year. I think he's going to be one of the best five quarterbacks in the NFL. So I want to see the Jags, man. I want to see the Saints and the Jags. I mean, I really don't have a dog in the fight in any of these right. teams. So 
for me, I think get, getting a, a close-up look at, at those Jacksonville Jaguars would be fun for me. So I'm going to go Saints-Jags. Yeah, man. I mean, if I had to choose between it, I, you know, it would be kind of hot. I'd be getting, week seven, I wouldn't be that hot. So I think I would – yeah, I'm looking at this one, man. I want to see – you know what? I'm going to go a different route here. I'm going I'm I'm to I'm go Vikings. I want to see that Vikings at Saints in week 10. Um, you know, it's in the dome, uh, so I want to I want to see that. I want to hear that crowd, and and the Vikings, you know, they're they're expected to make a lot of noise. They're expected to win the division. Kirk Cousins, if you haven't seen it on Netflix, he, you know, they part of that uh, that quarterback Netflix uh, documentary. So I want to I want to see that game. So I'll go Vikings. I'll go Vikings Saints there. So uh, good stuff there, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's just uh, let's just transition right into our Who Am I segment. And E, as I gave you the heads up, and Jay, I'll give you the heads up. This is all HBCU, uh, all HBCU. Last night I did with Jay, I did all running backs, but I'll do all HBCU here. E, I'm going to start off with an easy one, all right? Um, I know it's easy. I know I got three on here that I know I'm, I'm confident that you're going to get, all right? The first one is he played. I played at Virginia Union. I was drafted by the Chicago Bulls, and I last Chicago played with the – okay, Oak there you Tree. go, my man. That's what I'm saying. I knew you would get that one right off the bat, right off the bat. Second one, and I, yeah, I know you're going to get this right off the bat. I played at Grambling State. I was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Douglas and I la- <laughs> There you go. All right. See? Uh, all right. This one right here is an easy one. Then the next one, I'm not too sure. This, But this one is going to be an easy one, too. Um, actually, let me get, let me start with Jay on this because I know you're going to eat this one up, E. But um, I'm not going to give the answer even if Jay gets it right. But, um, Jay, this is for you. I played at Savannah State. I was drafted Shannon by the Denver Sharp. Broncos. Shannon Sharp. Sharp. All right, cool. All right, cool. All right. Get that out the way. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, this one I think is – Starts to get a little tough. I'm I'm hoping it gets tough. I like to stump these guys. All right, E, this was for you. Played at Grambling State. He was drafted by the Houston Oilers, and last played for the then San Diego Chargers. Who am I? <clears throat> Who was he drafted by? The uh, the Houston or the then Houston Oilers. And last play for the San Diego Chargers. Uh, I want to say James Shaq Harris. Either him or my second guess would be Ernie Ladd. Jay, what, what say you? you? You got an answer here? Oh, man. Uh, I don't, K-Walk. I, I don't. I, I have nothing on this one, man. I, I okay. I'm going to just agree with E because I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's Charlie Joyner. Oh. Charlie Joyner. Okay, no, nah, I wouldn't have got that one. Okay, all right. Next one. Played at Gramlin State. I played at Gramlin State. I was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, and I last played for the Cleveland Browns. Who am I, E? Played at Gramlin. Mm-hmm. Drafted by the Cowboys. I'm gonna go Everson Walls. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. 
Okay. There you go. All right. All right. All right. Next one here. All right. We got. Uh, I played at. Uh, I played at uh, two HBCUs. I played at South Carolina State, and I also played at Mississippi Valley State. I was drafted by the L.A. Rams, and I last played for the Washington Redskins. Who am I? And all of these guys you've heard tough. of, they're, they're big, yeah, they're big time guys. So it's not, it's not like, okay. you know, Rob Jones or something like that. I'm, so. <laughs> I'm, this is just a guess because I have no idea. I'm gonna say Charles Haley. Uh no. Uh, Jay, what say you? Uh, man, I don't know. I, I do, drafted by the Rams. Um, yes. Let me just try to think of a. Man, I I don't know. I don't know. I I don't I'm, I, I don't have anything. Okay. All right, it's Deacon Jones. Oh man. Uh, I wouldn't have got that. that one. Okay. All right. Last one here. Where did I? Where did, okay, this one here. All right. Um, e. Uh, I played at Southern. I was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I last played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who am I? I want to say Aeneas Williams. No, he he played for the. Uh, I played at Southern. Uh, and I my, I finished my career. I played for Pittsburgh. I finished my career. At All right, let me give you. A, uh, they play, let, let me make it easy for. They played their entire career with the with the uh, Steelers to make it easier for you, if that makes it easier for. You. Okay. No, it really doesn't. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Not not that Star Wars. I don't know. Jay, you got an answer there? I, I'll just throw out. Um, man, I don't know. No, I, I got nothing, K. Walt. All right, it's Mel Blunt. Okay. Uh, That's okay. okay. A familiar name. All right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, like I said, I wasn't gonna give you any like. There were some old ones in there. I was like, nah, I'm not going to throw any known names like that out there. Make some ones that we, we all heard of. All right, good stuff. All right, that completes our uh, our segment, our Who Am I, our one take a segment right now. We're going to take a quick pause. Uh, when we come back, we're going to – it's our K-Walk and E. Scott Cares When No One Else Cares segment. Uh, stay on your toes, ladies and gentlemen. If you, uh, if you haven't heard this one, well, we have a letter someone wrote in, and, um, you know, what a situation – we're going to give our thoughts and opinions on that and how about to handle that particular situation. All right, stay on your toes for that one. Again, you're tuned in to Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio.
belong to East Scott, K Walk and East Scott Care if don't nobody else care. Here's our desire this week. Dear K Walk and East Scott, my girlfriend and I have been together for about two and a half years and have a great relationship. Currently, we live in separate houses, but contemplating moving in together. I feel like she is the one, and I want to ask her to marry me and spend the rest of my life with her. Here's the problem her 15-year-old son. Well, to be fair, he's not the problem. It's her method of parenting that's the issue. For the most part, he's a typical teenager. He's just at that age where they start to feel themselves. He gets into trouble. He gets into trouble at school for talking back to the teachers, being disrespectful and fighting. He's a smart kid and gets decent grades. He's just a knucklehead. She sent him to live with his father, and that only lasted about six months because his dad had rules and structure at his home. Sonny Boy ended up back home with his mom. She has asked for my advice, and I told her to set boundaries and discipline. She will institute some rules but doesn't follow through with any punishment when said rules are broken. Basically, there are no consequences for his actions. She pretty much lets him get away with whatever he wants. This is not how I was raised. I would never put hands on her child. However, if we move in together, there would have to be rules. I realize that I'm not his father, but if he's going to live in my house, I have a say in the discipline. I've expressed my concerns to her, and she doesn't see what the big deal is. Her attitude is kind of boys will be boys, whereas my attitude is he needs his ass whooped. I love her, but I can see this coming between us. K. Walking East Scott, what should I do? Sign deal breaker. Okay, I'll start. Go ahead. Dear deal breaker, <laughs> you're 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 in a no win situation because she's not she's never going to choose her child over you. And I'm not saying that she should, but it seems like he it, it is what it is with him. I mean, he's 15. She doesn't want to lay down any rules. He goes to live with his father. His father has rules, so you let him back in your house. You imp- you have rules, but you don't implement any type of punishment when he breaks these rules. There's only going to be so much time before you hear the statement, either from him or from her, you're not his father or you're not my father. And then what do you do? Because now you got a kid living in your house where you pay bills, you pay mortgage, you pay rent, whatever it is, and he's just running over you, running roughshod. Now, I know you said you're not going to put hands on him, and I understand that because I, I, I get that. But there have to be some boundaries. There have to be some rules, and you got to parent in a united front because kids can sense weakness, and it seems like right now she's weak. And he says that no matter what you say, he's going to run to her, and it seems like she's going to let him do whatever he wants. And now it's to the point where you're going to be a prisoner in your own home. And you said your words, I can see this coming between us. So if you can already see that, I I, I don't know. If y'all can't come to some sort of understanding before moving in, my advice is not to move in. And, okay, she the one, and you want to spend the rest of your life with her. He's 15. He's 15. You got about three years, dog. Date for another three years and wait till this yeah. dude 18 and then go ahead with the marriage. I mean, because if y'all can move in together and be married and he don't live there, you got a shot. 
But if you go ahead and do it now, the next three years of your life, and probably longer than three years, because who's to say he's going to get out at 18? I think you're setting yourself up for failure. Um, Jay, let me hear from you. Because, K. Walker, I know you said you had something on this. We'll save you mm-hmm. for last. Jay, <laughs> Jay, what you got? Yeah, man, listen, I, I agree with everything you said, E, but I, I'm going to go a step further in that. And he's also got to think about when when they have kids of their own. Let's say they get married. They have kids of, of their own. Is this just an issue with her parenting? And is she going to a, be a weak parent with your own kids? And like you said, you got to have a united front. So if, if both parents are not on the same page, to me, that's a recipe for disaster. I think, I know this might sound harsh, I think he's got to get out of there, E. I think anytime you see <laughs> red flags and there's things that are making you feel uncomfortable, go ahead and get up out of there, man. You, you're, you're not married. You don't have any kids. There's really nothing holding you in. Get out of there. If, if, if you're feeling that discomfort, there might be somebody else out there that's better suited for you. <laughs> Damn, Jay, you said a bit of the relationship all together. I'm saying, well, yeah, that's been three years. Yeah. <laughs> you said he's a bail. Yeah, man. <laughs> Kayla. All right, I, I like that. That was cute, man. I, I like your opinions, thoughts, and opinions. I'm going a little different route here. Whip that kid's ass. Whip that kid's ass, man. That's what I'm saying right now. <laughs> I'm saying right off the bat, we're going to do that. I'm saying you go to your father's house because you know the age of saying. It takes a village to raise a child, okay? So obviously they have a village. They have the, they have the teachers at school. They have the father at his home. They have, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, the, the writer and, you know, the potential stepfather. And obviously they have the mother. I think this kid needs some act right, man. The kid needs some act right. And where, where I'm going to call out right now, I'm going to call out the father right now. Why is it the father? He's been there for six months and the father's not, didn't handle that. Act right, man. And listen, I'm not saying, you know, get a bat or anything like that or a weapon or anything like beat your kid. I say, you listen, buy two pairs of boxing gloves. Go into the backyard and listen. <laughs> You're going to do what I tell you to do, and you and I are not going to fight. We are not going to fight. You can bring a referee in if you need a referee. And listen, you beat me, you can do whatever you want to do. You're man enough. That means you're man enough to, to do whatever you want to do. If I beat you, that you're going to do, you're going to listen to everything I tell you to do, everything your mother tells you to do, the teachers, and, and the writer, I don't know his name, I don't think he gave his name, but the potential stepfather, I'm going to call him a potential stepfather. Um, you know, that's what it's going to be, man. That's what it's going to be because right now I'm calling out the father because the father has to be that. And I understand, you know, as as a father, you don't want another man touching, you know, you know, you know uh, putting hands on your child. I get that. You know, listen, I'm a stepfather. I have a stepdaughter. So I understand. Listen, I only had to yell at my stepdaughter one time. One time we were in the park and she was kicking dirt and I had to yell. That's it. That's one time, man. 20 plus years that I've known her. You know, I didn't, I don't have to do that. My children, I had to whip my kids' butts twice each. Once, no, once for one and twice for the other. It works, man. It works. Trust me on this, man. And I know the new age saying you don't put your hands on your children. Listen, you, you, they, they need to act right, man. They need to act right. If you want to handle a different business, uh, get the boxing gloves, take them in the backyard, and handle your business as men. And that's where you're going to see who the man is. And that's, who going, that's who's going to control, you know, what's going to take place in the discipline as, aspect of it. As far as the mother goes, if she's listening, our oh, boys will be boys. All right, well, 
like he said, he's three years away from being a man. So let's get him right. Let's be, let's get him ready to be a man, and let's take him in the backyard and 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 and, and then box it up, man. That's how I'm handling it, man. But as far as I'm with E on this one as far as, you know, just, you know, you know, you can wait it out, you know, three more years. But still, at the same time, you know, he's going to be a man at the age of 18. He's going to be able to, to go wherever he wants to go to college, military, get a job, move out on his own, whatever the case may be. I'm saying stick it out, man, but, you know, talk to the father cause, and, and the mother and the, and the teachers. You all got to come together because it takes the village to raise a child for sure. <laughs> Now, what I was going to say, K-Walk, but you kind of test me on that. I like your approach, because I was going to say what? It sounded like you just about to come on with some boxing gloves and throw it to them. And then yeah. you said boxing gloves, so I chuckled. And then what the other thing I was going to say, but what if you catch an L while you are in the Then he can do what he want to do. Like I said, that's if he needs me, he needs me, he can do what he want to do. That's the only flaw in your plan, K-Walk. You throw these boxing gloves, and y'all go in the backyard, and you take a severe beat. <laughs> See, if I take a severe beat by a 15 year old, bro, I, I don't need to be that man in a relationship. You can do whatever you want to do, bro. So, so yeah, now, now you come home and say, y'all, yeah, only two cars fit in the driveway. You got to park on the street. And his car is I got to move my car. I got to move my car. He get the big piece of chicken. He's the breast. You over there with a wing and a leg. I mean, you know. Yeah, man. He, he'll, he'll, be he, sleep, he'll be sleeping in the master bedroom. Yeah. Hey, 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 Jay. If that if that happens, he deserves it. But I'm going in with all <laughs> ill intentions. That you're going to listen. But I'm going there to whip your tail. I'm going to give you that act right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, man. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, yep. keep the letters coming. Um, we try to we try to infotain. Give you some good mm-hmm. advice while keeping. Keep me entertained. So, yeah, keep those letters coming. We'll have another good one for you next week. Um, we only got a couple more weeks of letters because, you know, once football is back and we can talk football about stuff too. we really know about, we'll fall back <laughs> on the letters. But, you know, we'll probably bring them back next off season or whatever, whatever. But, guys, because we got, I think, 50, 50 days before kickoff. This is the last month without football. So, yeah, keep those letters coming. And we got a couple yeah. more weeks for you to enjoy them. For sure, for sure. We appreciate it, listeners, for, uh, for sure, for uh, for you trusting us, uh, you know, with your with your issues, <laughs> for sure. Because I always uh, remember, just, uh, K-Walk and East got care, if don't nobody else. If nobody care. else care, <laughs> for sure. Good stuff there, <laughs> as always. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Uh, if you don't know, um, you know, you know, if you know, stay on your toes. If you don't know, we'll be back. And uh, it's uh, Eric Scott's or E. Scott's entertainment segment. All right, taking a quick pause. We'll be right back. Sports Talk with Kate Walker and E. Scott. Never had it so good sports radio. Uh, <laughs> how you do that death? How you do that death? New Orleans, Baton Rouge. How you do that death? Let me get a face, Charles. How you do that death? Shreveport, Mississippi. How you do that death? Alabama, Atlanta. How you do that death? Hey guys, we got a good one, got a rematch from last week, got K-Walk and Jay head up, Jay was the winner by a pretty large margin last week, so can K-Walk get some revenge? This one also favors Jay, we got another school type category, Uh, famous last week, Capital Cities, 
But this time we got world cities instead of just oh. the United States capital. We got cities from all around the world. Um, they're popular ones, though, so I'm, you, you know, you've heard of most of these. So uh, we got 21 on the board. Jay, you're the defending champ. We're going to start with you. 1 through 21. All right, man, this is going to be rough. Uh, um, for real, though. Yeah, I, 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 give me number one. Give me number one. Oh, number one. <laughs> Austria. What is the cap? What is the capital of Austria? Man, I'll tell you what. I don't think I'm gonna be good at this. Um, I'm not even gonna take a lot of time. I don't know this one. Final answer. K Walk, it rolls over to you. Austria. I don't know, bro. Um. Not Australia. Austria? Um, yeah. I was going to say, uh, say Sydney. I don't know either, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, actually, Vienna. Vienna is the capital of Austria. Now, uh, they, they are easier ones. That one was a difficult one, but they, they do get easy. I think you guys will do okay on this one. Okay. Uh, tell you what, where are you? All right, give me number eight. <laughs> Number eight, Norway. What is the cap? What is the capital of Norway? Oh, uh, no, I, I have no idea. I'm not even gonna pretend I know. Um, <laughs> Norway. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to guess the name. Uh, Jamestown. I don't know. Final answer. <laughs> Jay, do you know the capital of Norway? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> Oslo. Oslo is okay. the capital of Norway. Okay. Uh, Jay, where are you? All right, give me number two. Number two, Belgium. What is the capital of Belgium? Okay, Belgium. I think I know this one. Is it, I think it's Brussels, I want to say. Final answer, Brussels. That is correct. Jean-Claude Van uh, Damme, the muscles I'm from Brussels. Board. Brussels is, Brussels is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, give me number, uh, where am I? Let me go back to my order. Um, Give me number 21. <clears throat> number 21, China. What is the capital of China? Oh, I better know this one. Uh, <laughs> Shanghai, final answer. Nope. That is incorrect. Oh, that is incorrect. Jay, now what is the capital of China? It's Beijing, final answer. Beijing oh. is correct. Oh, Olympics was at just a few years ago, okay, well, uh, uh Jay, no. where are you? All right, give me number three. Number number three, Denmark. What is the capital city of Denmark? Uh, I'm not, know uh, I should know this one, but I don't. I, I don't know. Final answer. Uh, K-Walk, you can steal. What's the capital of Denmark? I, I don't know. I was confident with Shanghai, so I'm saying Copenhagen. Final answer. <laughs> I think that's Copenhagen it. is the cor- Copenhagen okay. is the correct answer. Right. You're on the board, and it's on you, Kay. Well, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Um, uh, give me number. Let me see. We go back to twenty. Give me number twenty. Number number twenty. Peru. What is the capital city of Peru? Uh, oh, I should know this. Um, um, uh, Lima, Lima. Final answer. Lima is the correct answer. We got ourselves a tie, 10 each. Jay, we know you. Three daily doubles uh, out there. Give me number four. Number four. Number four. France. What is the capital of France? 
All right, I got myself an easy one. Paris, final answer. Yeah. That is correct, Patty. That is correct. Jack, uh, say what? Where are you? All right, uh, let me channel my inner E here. I mean, my inner E. Um, let me see, did I take all my numbers here? Let me give 13. 13, one, three. Number 13, Canada. What is the capital of Canada, your neighbor to the north? Yeah, I, um, it is uh, Toronto. Oh, man, it seems too, too, too hard. I should know this. I play ball there. Toronto, final answer. Nope. Correct. Jay, you can steal. Only reason I know this is because my brother lives in the capital city of Ottawa. Final answer. Is Ottawa, Ottawa, is, okay. the, Ottawa okay. is the correct answer. Jay, we on okay. you. All right, give me number five. Number five, number five. Greece. What is the capital city of Greece? Greece. Uh, oh, come on, It's got to be Athens, right? Come on, <laughs> you got that one wrong, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm not super Athens. confident, but that's, that comes to mind. I'm going Athens. Athens is, Athens is the correct answer. Uh, Jay's Jay starting to run away with it, k I know, right? All right, number seven. <laughs> Number seven, Italy. What is the capital city of Ooh. Italy? Uh, Italy, Italy, Italy. Uh, uh, Rome. Final answer. I don't know. <laughs> Rome. No, Rome. Rome is the correct answer. I'll tell uh, you well, I'm starting to second guess it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Jay, starting to second guess. I'm so confident with everything else. All right, give me three, number three. Daily doubles out there. I'm gonna take number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. The Netherlands. What is the capital city of the Netherlands? Man, I nothing's coming to mind. I kind of remember studying this in school, but I'm gonna have to say I don't know on this one. Final answer. Okay. K Walker, roll over you. I don't know, man. I Netherlands. I'm, the only thing I can think of, man, is. Uh, uh, Amsterdam? I don't know. Final answer. I don't know. Amsterdam is the correct answer. Oh, shit. Oh, are you? Man. Well, you are you? Oh, all right, man. Uh, all right, man. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm done now. I'm, I'm not getting any more. 11, number 11. Number 11, Daily Double. Jay, don't all it, man, because you know, 20, I, you know I stick Jay has 5, 10, 15, 25. There's only a five-point difference. Jay got 25, you got 20. Yeah, I, mean, look, I, I don't know, bro, so I know, Jay, I know Jay knows this stuff better than I do. So I'm going to play like this. Two daily doubles. We got a, almost a plus. Or a, I'm down five. Let's do 10. No, no, let's do 15. Yeah, let's do 15. Oh, okay. Ooh, 15. Okay. Right here. I, I, I don't know. Here we go. I'm gambling. For fifteen. What is the capital city of Sweden? Ooh. Oh, I think I do know this one. Um uh Stockholm, final answer. Stockholm is the correct answer yes, for I do know that. big one. A game changer. Man, okay, that was big still, right there. Still, still two daily doubles out there. Go ahead. All right. Uh give me number six. Number six. Where is number six? Number six, Daily Double. Ooh. Okay, here we go. Right. I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna bet 20, um, 
I'm going to bet 15. Okay, okay. 15. He, okay. He's betting 15. Your clue. Ireland. What is the capital city of Ireland? Ireland, Ireland, Ireland. Come it's, on, Jay. You know that. I know it. It's Dublin. Final answer. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. we got ourselves a game tonight. <laughs> Dublin is the correct answer. Uh, only one daily double left. Ah. A of other clues. K-Walk, we All, right. All right. Let me channel my inner E. 19. No, 18. 18. One eight. 18. Haiti. What is the capital city Ooh. of Haiti? Um, I should know this because my next door neighbor uh, is from there. It is um, I don't know how to pronounce it though. Uh, some some Prince. Uh, I don't know. Prince Prince Prince's Prince. I don't know. Final answer. Something Prince. I don't know how to say it though. But final answer. If, if if it wasn't such a close game, we'd ask for a ruling. But we, since it's so close, we're gonna have to go and deny that one. Um, James, okay. you want to try to steal? I I don't know. I I don't know at all. Okay. Well, the correct answer is Port-au-Prince. If it wasn't Ooh, so close, right. K-Y, we would have get we would have gave it to <sighs> you. But it, it's too far. Oh, come too on, far that one. <laughs> Yeah, ain't no money on the line, so you know. We 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 will go ahead. No harm, no fire. You didn't get it, Jay didn't get it, we good. Right. Um, Jay, we on you. All right, give me number ten. Number ten. Number ten. Spain. What is the capital of Spain? Oh man. Alright, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit lucky with some of these now. Yeah. Spain, Spain, Spain is um Madrid. Madrid. Final answer. That is correct. Madrid is the correct answer. K Walk. <laughs> Alright, I need that daily double. Well, not necessarily because I don't know if I know it. Twelve. Give me twelve. Number number twelve. Argentina. What is the Ooh. capital city of Argentina? Uh, Argentina. I play with uh, Buenos Aires. Uh, Buenos Aires. Follow Buenos it. Aires is that is the correct answer. Jay, we on you. All right, give me number nineteen. Number nineteen. Jamaica. Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica. Uh Jamaica is Kingston. The only, yeah, yeah, it's Kingston. You better it's know Kingston. that. We all yeah. better know that. Kingston, <laughs> yeah. Kingston is the correct I was I was gonna get into answer. that in college. I had a girlfriend from Jamaica from King but I was like, I mean I didn't even fall into that trap. <laughs> All right, you got uh, three left here. Oh, we got one left. We got four, four left. 15, yeah, 16, uh, 17. All right. That's what I got. Right. Yes. All right, let me let me go with the money number here. Let me see if it's taken. Uh, 15, 1-5. 1-5. Cuba. Uh, what is oh, the Cuba. capital of Cuba? Cuba. I got it. Havana, final answer. That is correct. Five for five points. Uh, Jay, we got three left. 14, 16, 17. One of them's a daily double. Uh, give me 17. Dang it. Daily double. Knew it. <laughs> Let me see. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. 
Kwalk has 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. Kwalk has 45. Jay, you got 50. Oh, man. Put me away. Because what? There's three left on the board after this one, so K walks so going to get two. two. Left, oh, two, left, only two. two left. Okay, so yeah, K walks yeah. only going to get one more. All right, I'm going to bet ten. I'm going to bet ten here. Smart, smart. Okay, for ten points, your clue: Chile. What is the capital city of Chile? Chile is. Yeah. Oh, Chile. I don't think I know this one. Oh, darn it. Do you know what Kwalk? Uh, nah, oh, you can't. I don't know you it, can't bro. steal it. You can't. Yeah, steal it don't matter anyway. No, nah, I matter. I don't know it. E, I don't know it. Final answer. Darn it. Little tip point. Santiago. Santiago is the capital city of Chile. Yeah, I should have known that from Godfather. I should have known that from Godfather. Um, Kwalk. Give me the Scarface. Oh, Scarface. Yeah, Scarface. Santiago. Was it? Wasn't a sunny name Santiago too? Uh, uh, well, oh, I thought you meant the city that that he went to when he was down oh, okay, no. drugs. No, it's well, no, about the name. Um, Santino. 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 That's what it was. Okay, my bad. All right, fourteen. My bad. Fourteen. Fourteen. Colombia. What is the capital city of Colombia? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, that is. Ooh, 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 ooh. I don't know why I don't know this. I don't know, bro. Why don't I know you better this? get it because uh, I know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Columbia, Columbia, Columbia. I don't know, man. I I don't know. Final answer. Oh no, I can't leave it off the board. So I'm going to say, um, Huevos. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jay, you can see it. Sound, it sounded like K Walk was starting to say it. I thought I heard him say Bo. It's Bogata or Bogato. Bogata? Bogata. Final answer. That is correct. Uh, And the last clue, and the last clue goes to you, Jay. The Dominican Republic. What is the the Dominican Republic? Of of Manny's hometown. The Dominican Republic. Uh, is, Is it Domingo? Domingo, I think. I'm not sure. Domingo? I'm going to say Domingo. Final answer. I'm not sure if that's right. Okay, the correct oh. answer oh, is Santo, Santo Domingo. However, oh, since we gave K Wild Porter Prince, we're going to give you Domingo. <laughs> so we're going to give you the point. So the final score, let's see 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. Jay, you got 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. So we're going to, oh. I don't have a, I don't have, I don't have a, um, a bonus question. <laughs> so we so we gonna end it in a tie. Well, okay. All right. A, a, a real good guy. See, you got you guys did better than you thought you would. And Jay, you yeah. know, um, we we give you credit for all ties. So Jay, you the winner again. You still <laughs> you, 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 the way I finished last week. I'll take it. I'll can, take can, it. Can, can, can walk. As many times as you done beat Jay a hundred to nothing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> look, 
All we got to do is go music, TV, or movies, and you wipe the flow with them. So <laughs> oh, that's big since, since he was able to tie it up, man, hey, cue the music. We giving Jay the oh, victory on this one. Yes, you, it sounds good. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Did you Yes, I did. So I packed it up and brought it back to the crib. Just a little something to show you how we live. Everybody want it, but it ain't that shit. Mm-hmm. That's that shit. So if you gon' do it, do it just like this. You don't see this how wild a crowd. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff, uh, yeah, yeah. See, I mean, it, y- y'all started out using the hard ones. And when, I was, when, when me and the staff were making it, we put some hard ones on there. Not too hard, but a little difficult. But then we put some gimmies on there. It's just that the first few y'all picked, y'all got the hard ones out of the way. And then y'all have layups with Madrid and Paris. I mean, so it yeah. all worked out. But, yeah, that, that was a pretty good one. Jay, champion two weeks in a row. So, we got about eight minutes left. You can go ahead and take us all home. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Good stuff there, Jay. I mean, we always, you know, the tie always goes to the runner, as they say in baseball, man. So, the tie always goes to the guest. And it's in the I'll case. take it, man. So, <laughs> good stuff there. Can't argue with that. All right, good stuff there, ladies and gentlemen. As always, appreciate you guys listening. Um, as I do every week. Uh, I'd like to leave you with uh, with something. Uh, this week, uh, I'll leave you with this, and that is uh, perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. All right, for E. Scott, I'm K. Walk. For Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott, God willing. <laughs>